Here it comes. Life is about to get worse for you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for another exciting and sacrilegious episode of Between Two Butts, the podcast that lets absolutely nothing slip between the cracks. It's sacrilegious because we should all be in church right now, praising the Lord, praising Jesus. But we're here doing this little podcast instead, and we're happy to be here with you. Thanks for listening. With me, as always, is my gal pal in the DMV theater scene. She's the lady butt stuff to my Captain Butthurt. Becca Harney. Oh. Did you meow again? I did. I feel that's, like that's your. That's your thing now. <laughs> I also forgot. I realized I forgot to say live in the man cave in Manassas, Virginia. Just live, live. <laughs> so with Becca and myself, as always, we're discussing theater, improv, cosplay, and a wide range of subjects. But of course, with us, it always comes down to one thing: butts. Nothing but butts. Things that go into the butt, come out of the butt, things you use to slap the butt, things you tattoo on your butt, anything that has to do with butts, we're going to talk about. Stuck in the middle of us, the poor fellow. He is the professor. He is the producer, the editor. He is anything and everything to us. Mr. Tice Rust, or if you're really daring, Peanuts Hoko. Oh, very nice. You yeah, You wanted me to retire the, uh, the Tice Rust. That would be so sweet. Right. <laughs> so here Stay we are. I sort of. Peace. Rest in peace, Tissé. Roost in peace. Roost in, Roost in peace. Okay. Yes. I like that. Well, that was kind of an awkward intro by me, but I eventually got everything I had to say in there. I'm just so excited about today's show. But yeah, I'm like, we're, we're very sacrilegious here at Between Two Butts because we should be praising Jesus right now. And we're going to do that in our own way. But um, how are you guys doing today? Feeling well and healthy. <laughs> yes, very, very, uh, very well, you know, considering pandemic times, but you know, it's all good. Right. Excellent. Yes. And uh, we've all pooped. We all we had a morning poop. We yeah. all have our, our morning coffee, I believe. Yes, I had mine with breakfast. Excellent. Tice, I have bad news for you. What? I have very sad news for you. It, it, it's bad what? enough you have to deal with Becca and myself every podcast episode, but now... You're bringing this up to me on the Lord's Day? Why right. would you, Tilly? Well, <laughs> the Lord's Day is all about penance, right? Because I'm Catholic. I, I'm, I'm mm. Irish Catholic. And we're all about penance. We're all about confession. So I have to confess to you that that, that is my sin and Becca's sin is you have to put up with us every podcast what, episode. In what our did podcast. I do? You haven't done anything. I'm just telling you. Like this is original sin? Right. But life is about to get worse for you, is what I'm saying. We're about to make it worse because oh. we, have, we have our very first special guest today. And he's basically a third butt. So instead, between two butts today, you're surrounded by butts. That's his fourth person in the room? Yes. The this, oh. is the creepy guy. this is the creepy guy in the corner here that you see. I thought he just um, stumbled onto us. <laughs> <laughs> you never know who's going to wander in uh, during Between Two Butts. But uh, he is, to introduce to our listeners, he is a, a friend of the theater. And he is a wonderful actor, musician, music director, singer. He also is the guy who's been composing all of our music, all of the wonderful uh, the theme music, the transition music, even like the porn music. All that is this gentleman here. Please welcome Mr. Matthew Scarborough Snaps. Yay! The music man! The music man! Good morning, everybody. Good morning, sir. How are you this fine day? The Lord's I'm, Day. The Lord's Day. I'm very excited. I've actually been in the room for every single one of your episodes beforehand, and I'm very glad to finally have the chance to speak up. And I'm Well, he's... He's impressed. like Jesus. He's always with us, even when we can't see him. Right? I'm <laughs> impressed that Tice has gone this long without recognizing that I've been in the room. So this, right. is, this is really pretty great. Uh, 
right very observant you know it's very comes in here and hangs out you know he's the creepy guy in the corner at the party like oh that's matt what does he do well he's creepy right you mean well that's what he does yeah don't don't hire me for security because i don't notice things right intruders (laughs) they just get by me noted noted but it's especially fitting to be here on uh, the day of our Lord Jesus as uh, during my college days, um, I apparently rather resembled our white Aryan Jesus yes, uh, as he's often portrayed. So, I really think you need to work on different types of Jesus. Like if you just try to look more like, uh, you know, there, there's the, uh, the, the Asian Jesus, there's, there's uh, Jesuses in different parts of the country that look more like Buddy Christ. whatever they are. Uh, actually, I want you to look more like uh, Buddy Christ is excellent, Becca, but I, I want you to try for jacked up Jesus. That's the, the famous statue yes. in Korea. Do you know that Becca? Like he's super yes. jacked up. He's beyond, he's so beyond like, just your normal, like shredded Jesus. He is definitely on the sauce. Yeah. Oh. And he even the it. tagline even says uh, that Last Supper was pure protein, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you because let's just be honest. Like, did he have that much time to work out before he was crucified? He's a carpenter. He had to roll that big stone. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is true, actually. Wait, Tice brings up a good point. It's a big stone. <laughs> Listen, he's a carpenter. He's using his hands a lot. He's using his body. He's, um, you know, he had he has a, a full body workout on that Friday, and then he has a day of rest, and then he's he's doing like explosive movement with the stone. So there was a lot, you know. He was carry he carried the crucifix. Yeah, he yeah. flipped those table tables in the marketplace. Yeah, there was a lot of work in that one. I think he so was. Matt, a- that is your goal. That's that's goals. Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. Hashtag I Jesus think I goals. could possibly. I said the original CrossFit. I just wanted to repeat oh, nice. that so it doesn't get lost. <laughs> well, Jesus will always, whether it's the historical Jesus or the jacked Jesus, um, he will always have me beaten there because uh, now we have access to a lot of different power tools that he probably didn't have access to quite as many brands at the time. Right. I think there were only one That's or two true. in his day. And I think he had Black and Decker awesome. and that was probably it. That was pretty at that point <laughs> it was just it was just Decker. Black had right. <laughs> I guess historically given the context, uh, it would have been just black. It was actually Decker that came later. So. <laughs> I was gonna say considering like it was in the Middle East somewhere there you that go. Jesus lived. So you, you know. mean Jerusalem? Yes. <laughs> Whatever, I'm a confirmed Catholic. Are are you a sister? I thought you were a sister. Are you a fellow Catholic? No, I'm, I I got to confirmation and then I was like, I'm done. Peace out, bitches. <laughs> I was gonna say that I do remember specifically telling my dad I didn't want to get married in the Catholic Church when that time would come, and my dad's like, What are you gonna do? Get married out in the forest somewhere, and a squirrel's gonna be a be the minister. I was like, Yep, Dad, a squirrel is gonna work. And then Brian was like, We should have a squirrel, in like a tiny little suit. <laughs> We know that squirrels are minions of the devil, right? According to uh, my friend Carl oh. Long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to let my parents know that then. So you're going to have a satanic wedding. I mean, they have a lot of fun. Oh, no. People are going to think I'm like, oh, my God. This conversation went off the tracks. Well, I think so Matt is actually. Wonder, am I the only Protestant in the room, Matthew? Oh, I was baptized Catholic and then converted uh-huh. to Reform Judaism. So yes, nice, <laughs> nice. I was. I think Jay and I are Catholics. Well, like ish. Ish, right? Yeah, I, I'm no longer Catholic. practicing, but I'm definitely. I didn't convert no. to anything else. You know, I, I converted no. to the Church of the Butts. I mean, this is my church now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, Matt, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your, your time in the, uh, the DMV area theater scene, which is where we all know you from? So I was born in D.C. and grew up and went to Fairfax County Schools. I went and studied music composition at Oberlin and then came back to the area. Um, my very first foray into community theater here was auditioning for production of The Importance of Being Earnest. And I was cast as Jack slash Earnest, which was lovely. And that was how I got my feet wet. I eventually started working with other theaters as well. Met the wife 
and started doing uh, musically musical directing to her choreography and just kind of you know have continued to harass my way into various productions over the years that's how you're getting cast okay yeah i thought you were just sleeping your way to the top you know I mean, you know, I certainly wouldn't be averse to some sleeping my way to the top in addition to actually working on the music side of things and you know, learning lines and whatnot. But, uh, you know, whatever works. Well, when we did Assassins together, you, me, and Becca a couple years ago, I can honestly say I slept with the director because yeah. my wife my wife directed that. Oh my I God, I, I had a moment where I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, remembered, I remembered she was the director. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little All awkward right. when, when when becca was there between us because she thought she had to sleep with the director but we, we told her no you're you're talented it's fine i thought I'm we all had to y'all. sleep with the director for that show <laughs> yeah i, th- I yeah. think that even, happened at some point even yeah. the production team had to sleep right with the director. Well, i agreed been... to do the show <laughs> and thank you so much because you've been doing a fantastic job of of creating the music i i did want to see if you want to go into how you've been doing this because when i asked you originally to do music for us like the theme music and other stuff i i pictured you like with like a quill and writing (laughs) on a on the crinkly yellow paper uh, and maybe playing the piano but how have you been doing this i mean that's exactly how i've been doing it right writing it by quill and then playing the piano and recording piano sounds and then doing lots of editing so that they sound like bassoons or tubas or string bass pizzicatos or whatever it takes are you are you doing this by lamplight too by candlelight yes candlelight absolutely oh yes yes yeah no i'm going back to biblical times and writing it down as jesus would have um <laughs> if he composed on the side as well as uh carpent- <laughs> carpentry <Yeah. laughs> i've actually okay. gotten the disciples back together um so judas Say what you will about Judas, but he plays a mean bassoon. Right. Yeah. So I was going to ask you about that. Speaking of someone who's played Judas before, I, I right. always felt like he was really, I, I thought he was maybe more of an oboe kind of guy because he's very sad a lot of the time, but, but he's more of a bassoon guy. He gets that. I mean, he can do oboe and English horn as well. He's very talented at the double reeds, but the bassoon mm. has the best um, emotional range, he feels. Mm. And I feel like he really gets everything out with that. Um, I've been talking to him a couple times as much as he enjoys Jesus Christ Superstar, for instance, he's kind of offended that Judas is usually portrayed as this like rock tenor because uh, oh. he's actually a bass. Is, is he oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Judas has this big, deep, thundering, <laughs> thundering voice. Um, so he's really more of a Caiaphas type. In, yes. In oh, absolutely. Show. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. If you were to ask Judas what his dream role in Jesus Christ Superstar is, he would say Caiaphas. Yeah. Oh, it's, perfect. Yeah. It's a great role. It's it a is. Great role. It's really, yeah, it's wonderful. So. Now, I do have one other follow-up question, but I don't want to take from, uh, from Tyson. Becca, do you have any other, any other things you would like to ask uh, Mr. Scarborough? For us? Um, oh, sorry. Tyson, do you have something? I have, I have a I'm question. I'm sorry. Becca, do you have something? <laughs> <laughs> the worst interview ever. Um, <laughs> Okay, no, I was going to basically just ask, because I've been, when you guys were in the apartment in Fairfax, I was like, I got to see your studio setup, and it was massive, it was amazing, and when I, I don't know what it looks like now, if it's similar to how it was back then, or how, like the process, or, you know, I love that you've come up with, we'll be like, can we, we want a porn theme, and you still use our initial theme, yeah. and we basically gave you, like, a simple few things to talk about, like, uh, our, our basic overall feeling of right. the show, and you took it and went with it, and it's this, like, jaunty, like, very happy, ridiculous theme song, and it's amazing, and I love how you take different variations on, variations on a theme, so, Becca, was there a question in there somewhere? There was. I thought I heard a question. I was going to ask the, the process and everything right. of, how, of, of how you came up with that. Just, like, messing around with stuff? or My wife, Caroline, is the first one to hear uh, pretty much all the musical cues. And I know that they're pretty much ready when she rolls her eyes and says, that sounds dumb. The theme is in B, major or minor, depending on the, the particular uh, version that week. 
uh, because between two butts, so it made sense to have it in B. Oh my gosh! Yes. Um, figured it would be fun to have it tramp uh, the two Bs going towards each other chromatically. Um, I love that. And then, you know, so between two butts. Um, oh. Bassoon and tuba seems like obvious choices um, for <laughs> between two butts. Yes. Um, although really with that theme song, it's two tubas, one bassoon, and then a string bass doing the pizzicato. And I happens to, I'm happy that it worked out the way that it did um, to be able to fairly easily do different variations on it, depending on the week um, and just add different instruments to do that. And the other, I will say um, the samples that are used, those are not actually um, I've not hired session players, unfortunately. Um, Judas, I can't afford. Um, <laughs> but the bassoon and the tuba, and usually most of the orchestral samples you hear on a given week are actually uh, samples from the BBC Symphony Orchestra. What? So thought I would give some legitimacy uh, to, to this ridiculous enterprise. <laughs> How um, do you do that? Uh, they were available for free uh, mm -hmm. as a free download. Because wow. yes, best and yes. Yeah. I was wondering if there was any like copyright issues we might need to be aware of, but you know. The theme itself <laughs> is original. Yeah. Um, the samples are able to be used because uh, they are available as a free download for people to use in their things. Um, some of the variations, that's one thing I do kind of uh, try to be cognizant of is um, any sort of, it has to be public domain or something freely yep. available. Um, thankfully the is generic enough that uh, I don't think there'll be too many copyright violations. Um, the one thing that I had that hasn't been me kind of uh, plugging something into a notation software and then having patches play it back, so to speak, um, the guitar in the match game music those were free samples that somebody had put out also to the world of funky nice. guitar. And I heard them and thought, oh, that's perfect for uh, yeah. it was perfect. And there was some in B, so it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Got a couple different right. keyboards, a couple different computers. Yeah. And yeah, um, most, most of the music I'm just putting into a notation software and then having the samples play back. But on the very special, um, theme song version with the strings and the piano and the ridiculousness oh. that was actually me playing piano i think that is that, as much as i love the porn one the very special like because you remember back in the 80s today on a very special different exactly <laughs> and we asked you for that it's like a very special between two butts that i think is my absolute favorite again it's the same theme but it's just sad it is yeah. it's very wonderful sad. it's very sad and i have a soft spot <laughs> for that one as well yes Aww. Yes, but it's a fun process and it's been keeping me on my toes and it's been helping me kind of feel creative amidst a global pandemic of not feeling particularly motivated with a lot of other creative <laughs> things. I think we all feel that way. I know in, oh, yeah. in all seriousness, I, I feel like this this is keeping my creative juices flowing while we're not in the traditional theater or improv yeah. or cosplay setting. Absolutely. Um, so we're, we're really grateful to have you here and continue please doing that that great work absolutely so when one of us gets at you and says hey we want you to make a lawrence welk version of the theme and you get the idea in your head how long does it take to make like that 30 to one minute segment of music so i'm also a hell of a procrastinator um so generally it's me doing, yeah, the day before it's <laughs> putting it into notation and then arranging it in GarageBand haha, so that uh, the different samples play it. Uh, there are a couple of cases where I've been ahead of the game. The Lawrence Welk one in particular, um, I hadn't actually ever seen an episode of Lawrence Welk or listened to it, but I'd heard the Stan Freeberg parody of the yeah. Lawrence Welk show, I Wanna Fall, I Wanna Fall, for many years <laughs> as a child, for my parents, thank you, thank you parents. And um, <laughs> so that was one that yeah, it was like, okay, well, there's gonna be accordion and it's gonna do its jaunty thing. And that was actually fairly close to the original theme song. I just added accordion and some marimba and then switched up a little bit what the bassoon and tubas were playing so they were dup, bup, bup, ba, dup, bup, bup, instead of just the straight bup, 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 bup. Um, but it really depends uh, very special 
I think I worked on for a couple days beforehand, but it's usually maybe a stretch of um, an hour, two or three hours at a time um, to get everything the way I want it and then get everything sequenced and um, playing nicely and mixed nicely and whatever, but it depends. Fantastic. Great work. Thanks again, Matt. Glad to have you as part of the show, both behind the scenes and on the air. Hey! Mr. Tice, with your permission, uh, I have something to bring up that Matt and I are in the middle of creating, if I may. I'll allow it. You'll allow it. Okay, because Tice, he's the the puppet master here, you know. So a few years back, I can't remember how this started, but what started out as an inside joke between him and I has blossomed into a full-blown concept that other theater people have gotten involved in, other theater friends. And I thought, why not present it on this show? Because I think if this show we've been joking about for a few years ever became an actual thing, people would watch it for the title alone, if nothing else. So I'm going to present to you guys the concept of the show, and then Matt will chime in with the music of this this hit new musical that's sure to be a smash. Okay. What, what, what are you going to call this show, Jay? It's called Butthurt the Musical. All right. Let that marinate. <laughs> but hurt the musical. So here's what the concept I, I typed out for us. So move over, Hamilton. Here comes the next big musical that will be a life-changing experience for audiences nationwide and around the world, and even all the way to the Klingon Empire. It's but hurt the musical. Butthurt the Musical follows Becca Harney as a well-to-do all-American girl from Scarborough, Middle America, USA, who heads off to the big city in search of butt stuff. But instead of capturing her butt stuff dreams, Becca encounters Butthurt and is dejected. Fortunately, she encounters a wide variety of characters along the way who help her overcome her butthurt and achieve a nirvana level of butt stuff, including an exotic dancer, a waste extraction worker, a rodeo clown, because why not, a talking beaver, and even the President of the United States. And there are cats. Lots and lots of cats. And through her trials and tribulations, Becca learns the most valuable lesson of all, that although we all desire health, happiness, success, and the highest level of butt stuff, it's the butt hurt we experience that shapes who we are and makes us stronger. And now, Matt, I'll hand it over to you to talk about the music of Butthurt, the musical. Can I, like, time out for a second? Because sure. it honestly just yes. sounds like I had a bad experience with butt sex, and I I'm getting questions. over that. I have like, so that's what questions. it sounds like. Jay, could you just play Webster for a moment and tell me your definition of butthurt? Well, for me, butthurt isn't necessarily physical. Butthurt usually for me refers to something that you're upset about that's meaningless and petty. petty. Like, well, I'm butthurt because my team lost or I'm butthurt because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mary Jo won't talk to me anymore, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and, uh, and butt stuff is like good stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, butt stuff like, hey, I got, a, you know, I got a promotion, you know. So for me, it's more, it's metaphorical, I guess the word would be. Cleared things up a little bit for me. Okay. <laughs> now it is open to interpretation. So if you think that's more of physical issues that Becca's having, then come see the show and find out. It can be pretty much whatever you want it to be. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's open for discussion. Okay. All right. The only I thing can, I'll say I is if like if that. you're if you're going to try, yeah, I'm not speaking from experience, but if you're going to try that type of butt stuff, be careful. Be safe. Take all the precautions that you should take. I'm going to put that out there. And what a great segue to Matt and the music. <laughs> so with this music, uh, because butt stuff and butt hurt and these feelings are so universal, we want to appeal to as many people as possible. Uh, part of my pro- process in this particular show, um, I've been doing a lot of focus testing of different styles, different approaches of music. I've actually been oh. releasing... Uh, several different musicals under the name Andrew Lloyd Webber to get a lot of different focus groups in to kind of give their thoughts. Um, So I feel like I've got a really good handle on what the people want. Uh, Some of the musical numbers we can expect to hear 
in Butthurt the Musical, uh, Uranus Rising, of course, your, your classic um, opening number, um, as well as some good exposition I want uh, in the song, A Well-To-Do All-American Girl from Scarborough, Middle America, USA. Um, in Search of Booty, when she goes on her journey, uh, the first butthurts the deepest when she's butthurt for the first time. Uh, Holly and Ass, when she realizes she's got to get a move on. Uh, Rectum, I hardly know him obviously um her 11 o'clock power ballad will be turn the other cheek mm. and of course the uh, rousing closing number uh with the whole company uh bottoms up now i was wondering which one is the act one finale i'm guessing it's going to be the first but hurts the deepest am i right you know jay um that is a logical guess okay. um given the structure of most musicals uh but actually the end of the first act is going to be uh rectum i hardly knew him Oh, okay. I think it's wow. going to be really bold, bold choice if we have a first act that's about 90 minutes and a second act that's about 10. Okay. Right, right. You know, yeah. It's more about the acting in act two. It's more about uh, the, the climax of the Well, not really, because it's still only 10 minutes. Okay. So there is some acting in act two, but it's still only 10 minutes. But it's Becca, and, and I think it's important to note that Becca didn't really realize she was a part of this, so surprise. No. Uh, she, this, is her, this is her coming out star vehicle. I mean, she's been at all the workshops, so. Right. I don't know. know why she's surprised. I mean, granted, I, you know, we used working, working titles like Cats and uh, Starlight Express and things like that. I was that. really excited because I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, I get to be a role in Cats, even though I'm not like a dancer. Right. And then turns out, surprise. <laughs> Uh, but that's where I believe we have a special sneak peek. And, um, you know, we usually did. you always, usually you want to leave the audience wanting more, but in this case, I thought it would be good to do a real kind of deep dive into the different styles and things that you're going to hear in this whole show. Right. Uh, so uh, Tice, I believe uh, if you have that loaded. Mr. Tice, he has the controls. Yeah. yeah. So excited to hear this. Yeah. While he's doing that, I, I do recall he's one bad. of the reasons why we have lots of cats in the show is not only because Becca is a cat person, but when Matt and I were in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof together, I was Big Daddy and he was Brick. We really pushed to have cats in the show, but they turned us down to the point where Matt almost walked out during Tech Week, but we, we were able to work it out. Oh, I did walk out during Tech Week, but it was to use the restroom. Okay. It was a separate, yeah. That was... Um, that was a, that's a separate butt issue. That was okay. a separate butt issue. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ready to go. All right. Here it is. appetite is wet that's yep. that, that, that's a slow clap that is a slow clap right there yeah yeah i mean it, it's brief and yet it is a deep dive i mean you already get a kind of a, a feeling of what what to expect with butthurt the musical right exactly exactly but yes so that that there is the sum of uh nearly 20 years of work so far right and uh it all it's only going to get better well, and it's to the. I don't want to jinx us, so let me let me knock wood for our listeners who, who can't see that I'm knocking my head because um, my head is wood. That's the joke. Um, we were already kicking around the idea of the sequel, but hurt in space because right. Matt and I love to set things in space. It's like we talked about a manual in space. Mm -hmm. Everything is better in space. And of course, Becca will be the star of that one as well. I'm thinking. Well, every Shakespeare, every Shakespeare show was actually originally written to be set in space, but yeah. now, you know, directors nowadays insist on setting it in Shakespearean times and historically accurate. And this, which that, is a other. shame because you you've never really experienced Shakespeare <clears throat> until you've seen it in the original Klingon. Right. Exactly. Right. So Shakespeare's rolling in his grave. By the way, that they like completely ignored his wishes to have it in space. Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Butthurt to the musical will, yes, indeed, uh, in space will be excellent. Right. Um, I think it's a great idea. It is. Right. Yeah. So, Becca, do you, are you ready to take on, I mean, this, this, is, this is your breakout. I mean. This is my chance, y'all. This is like, wow, I just about butt hurt and butt stuff, and I'm looking forward to it. 
I can't wait. I know the rest of that intro is going to take another 20 years, Matt. So mm. I, I will just be patiently waiting. Right. Well, Becca, I'm really one of the most exciting reasons um, that uh, we've asked you to be our uh, debutante in this endeavor is uh, as your name, Becca, B-E-C-C-A, that's going to be your main theme throughout, uh, throughout the show. Ooh, yeah. I like uh, it. It works out really well. We had several other actresses with uh, names that did not suit to uh, just, you know, the, the, yeah. the notes, unfortunately. So we had to let them go. And Matt, oh. if I, if I may be so bold, I, I, I think, we can now offer the role of the president of the United States to, to Tice. Cause I really, and he's sort of like, think FDR and Annie, he comes in towards the end and helps save the day. Right. I really think Tice would make a great president. I mean, so Tice, how do you feel about that? Mm. Yeah, that sounds like a challenge. I'm ready to take it on. <laughs> he's Absolutely. got that. I also, um, so I, I am, I am pleased to be taking on the role of the waste extraction worker. He's sort of like the wise janitor type. Think like uh, um, the janitor from Rudy, because um, I give like a really inspirational speech, and I, you know, to to Becca. But uh, his name will be Poops Malone because he he sort of looks and sings like Post Malone. Right. But we can't use the name Post Malone, and since he's a waste extraction worker, Poops Malone seems to work i mean i don't think there's any copyright issues there with post malone but we're in touch with his people so i think it's fine this yeah. malone's gonna be your understudy so probably right. probably i mean i'm sure he'll be jumping at that opportunity so yes absolutely so i assume you're not gonna have me playing uh fdr because i don't think that would fit into the timeline no i think uh Matt, are we going with a fictional president or are we going with uh someone from history i figured we'd go with a historical president who had somehow time traveled right to, to the present um you know millard fillmore or franklin pierce Ooh, one, good one. one that Ooh, we don't know as much about yeah. right. so we can yeah. sort of you know open uh, with, with Ty, some, i'm really seeing a more rutherford b hayes vibe how's your beard yes. yeah can you grow the beard I can grow the beard. Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right. And, uh, so so Tice will be President there. Rutherford B. Hayes. Good. Yes. So, Good. so congratulations on that. <laughs> and the B in Rutherford B. Hayes stands for butt stuff, so that works right? out. <laughs> yes. little, yes. little known fact about little that. Little known fact. So. Yet another theme in B. <laughs> <laughs> It's yep. you. We, we want to pick up on, because last last episode, chronologically, we were on your IBS. So, okay. You remember in 2015, 2016, they said, oh, it's not your gallbladder. Turns out you have IBS. So That's when they, you told them, uh, I have IBS. No, you don't. Okay. No, you don't. And then I ended By the way, up you have hospital. IBS. Right. <laughs> Thanks. IBS? That's that, BS. That's BS. IBS. Oh, I like it. This could be a prequel to Butthurt the Musical, The Great Gallbladder Caper. It's a prequel. I, I think it's a good idea. So so for those that don't know, a gallbladder is a very tiny like organ that helps you digest fatty foods, fried foods, all that stuff. And a lot of people don't necessarily need it. But it's about two point I had to look this up because I didn't know. It was about two point eight to three point nine inches. So it's pretty small and it's right underneath like your right side around where your rib cage is. February 2018, I woke up with like really uncomfortable. It felt like indigestion almost, but indigestion is more like in the middle part of your stomach. This is on the right side underneath my ribs. And then for some reason I was like, well, it went away. I guess I'll go to work. So I go to work the next day and I tell my mom about it. My mom basically was like, you need to make an appointment with the same doctor that told me that it wasn't IBS. So I was like, awesome. Oh. So he's like, let me just press on your stomach where you said it hurt. It was clearly tender um felt really weird it wasn't super painful but then he said let's make an appointment for you to meet with us uh to get a sonogram to make sure there's nothing weird going on but then they had someone come in and she had to get a second opinion and i was like oh god my immediate thought was it's cancer there's something cancerous going on because that's where my mind goes 
they got the results back. They had me meet with a surgeon. He said, are you sure that you haven't had this type of pain before? And I said, not that I'm aware of because I'd remember this. So he said, it looks like it's been growing for about two to three years now, this gallstone. And it's about an inch in diameter. I was like, holy crap, it's almost taken up my entire gallbladder. Normally what they can do if it's small, they can go in and like pulverize it. But apparently he goes, it's so big, we don't want to deal with that. So I had surgery scheduled the next week. So I was like, awesome. So he basically said, don't eat anything like really spicy, eat really bland stuff, because if you have another attack, you're going to have to go to the hospital. So that week, I said, because it could burst basically. And then surgery happened. Of course, they tell you you can't eat anything. And I was freaking out because I've never had an organ removed in my life. So I was like, here we go. This is going to suck. And then they took me in. I was really hungry by then. For those that don't know, I need three meals a day or I get really hangry. Then I ended up um, having the surgery. Basically, what they do is they do it laparoscopically. So they stick, they make four little incisions on your stomach and they blow air up into your stomach. I looked up a video of it and I was grossed out. Um, But they blow up your stomach. They put all this air in it. And they're like, we want you to walk around afterwards like when you get home, but you're going to have a lot of pain in your upper right shoulder because they're getting the rest of the air out of your stomach. Yeah. They said they got rid of it. The only thing I'm upset about is that I wanted to see the gallstone and I didn't get to see it. Um, I wanted to keep my, I wanted my gallbladder. I wanted my my gallbladder like in a jar to keep it. They wouldn't let me have it. If you've never seen what a gallstone looks like, just go on Instagram because I was curious. (laughs) They're like little marbles or big ones. Um, they're really gross and basically what causes the attacks or the gallbladder attacks is it hits the side of your gallbladder and it causes this massive pain like it is really painful (laughs) after you have that surgery your whole middle is so sore that you also like things can easily move around like organs um because (laughs) you're still healing (laughs) so so question Yes. Am I right in understanding that our organs can slide around in our bodies? Um, they are like attached by muscle or something. Maybe I'm getting this wrong. I always thought our body was like a jigsaw puzzle and everything just had its place and fit together. Yes, right? they, they are. But when you have a hole that where your organ used to be, like there's a little bit more give and take. And like it's metrics. weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because when dun, I would... Oh, God, we're falling! So, Matt, can you do yeah, a Tetris so, like, theme for us? <laughs> the Tetris theme was actually written uh, while uh, the composer was getting uh, his gal- galstones removed. So, it only um, goes away. It gets removed. And that means yeah. everything wants to shift down to take that place. Feels like it almost... I don't know if that's actually what happens, but it definitely, there would be times I would sit up to like go to the bathroom or go to get something to eat. And I really do remember like something would feel like it moved or like something would feel weird. And I was like, maybe it's in my brain. Um, But it definitely was gross. (laughs) I did not like it. So also, you know, when you have surgery, for those that haven't had surgery before, you're not supposed to eat anything beforehand. They told me that, um, you know, you can't, don't eat anything really heavy afterwards, even though they know I'm going to be hungry. So I'd eat like soup, like broth. And I was so hungry. The first day my dad's home with me, I tried to eat like toast or something or like tea. And I immediately ran to the bathroom. Everything I ate went through me. It was so bad. And I was just laying there. My dad's like, do you want anything? I was like, don't even touch me. I was like, if I move, I'm going to poop. Like, it's just, it was so bad. So my mom was slightly concerned because I called her saying, oh my God, I'm peeing out my butt. Like that's literally <laughs> what yeah. she goes, now yep. you know how prepping for a colonoscopy feels. I was like, yeah, I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> so, like shoots and ladders. <laughs> oh my yep. God, it was yep. so bad. So she basically called the surgeon and he's like, because she has IBS, it did a complete like 180 and now everything's like, coming out of her butt basically and i was like cool oh, so it's, it's like the worst was... feeling even now i have to be careful about eating greasy foods because it will just be like oh it goes right through you so yeah. yeah basically i think my recovery was a lot easier than yours to be honest so yeah, they, I, I wasn't she... like a lot of pain i just i just remember needing to poop so badly 
for a few days and I couldn't. And then finally, a couple of days after the surgery, I was able to, and it, it, it was like the greatest fight of my life. And oh, I just yeah. got like a little nugget out of it, but I was still proud. I remember I, I messaged you because that's yes. when Becca and I became, for Tyson Matt, that's when we became poop buddies. She's like, don't forget to poop. It's really important. I'm like, Becca, I pooped. I did it. It was little, but I finally did it. That was the hardest part. I hadn't gone poop yet. I was so upset because the surgeon was like, you need to make sure you do that to, in order to like make sure your digestion and everything is working. And he said, if it doesn't happen, he's like, take a laxative. And so I took one in the morning. My mom's like, here's a Dulcolax. They are liars. Those commercials lie because they're like slow moving laxative. And I was like, you effers are liars because it's not slow moving. I hate that brand. So right. I took not contacting that. them about a sponsorship. Thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. So in the morning... I took it and nothing, like still nothing. And then my mom was like, well, take one like after dinner to make sure your stomach, like you've eaten something. So I did and holy moly at like four or five in the morning, I was like, here it comes. And it happened for the rest of the day. I don't know how much weight I lost, but I'm sure I lost weight that day. <laughs> the worst part, I hate it. They're like, take it easy, but we want you to walk around, you know, to like- yeah. Get, get a little bit of exercise. They, he told me like everything was healed. I could take off the bandages and everything. Um, but he told me that I couldn't do any like heavy lifting yeah. until um, like for another couple weeks or another yeah. month. And I was like, okay, that's fair. So that's that another story. That's when I got into uh, yoga. So that's that's basically how I started that journey. But that's another story. That's a, but, definitely a, a future a, a future ending. segment. And of course I had to go to my, my boss and be like, um, so I'm having, <laughs> to me, it wasn't major surgery, but other people were like, you had an organ removed. That's major surgery. And I was right. like, it is. Right. So my, uh, the worst part was the shoulder pain. That was the worst part with the air getting pushed out of my, out of my body. Would have never guessed. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable. I hated it so much, but that was, that was it. It was pretty painless and people say they have to get their gallbladder removed i was like it is one of the easiest surgeries you will ever go through all right so becca yes. you and jay both i would assume have had to change your diets since having your gallbladder removed yes yeah? and yep. you've had to give up some things or or stay away from some things and i guess you're replacing those things with new things other things have you found things that you've made peace with that maybe you wouldn't have wanted to eat before, but now you've learned to love because it's become kind of a regular staple or you just found that you like something that you didn't think you're going to like or. I really haven't had to adjust my diet too much because I had to a few years ago when I started my, my weight loss journey, I had to switch to a more keto like diet. I still pretty much eat the same diet. It's just if I like this morning when I ate greasy bacon, I had to be aware that it might shoot through me. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. So outside of already making that lifestyle change, I haven't really had to adjust too much, but for Becca, it might be different. Um, I, I said it earlier in the chat, um, bacon is a hit or miss with me. I can have one piece, <laughs> um, but mix that with like other breakfast food. Whoo, like five minutes later, I was like, I'll be right back. Um, yeah, so you wouldn't want to eat your bacon breakfast at a roadside stand or anything no, where there wasn't a bathroom nearby. Not at all. And like, I can eat cooked onions, but like mm. raw onions, I have to have that in moderation yep. as like a lot of people should have onions in moderation anyway. Um, but like with raw onions, they, they do not settle with my stomach well. Um, and there's only certain fast food places that I can go to, which is almost like a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah. So I can't, I can't do McDonald's anymore. I cannot do the coffee from McDonald's. Um, certain coffees I have to be careful about. Really? Why? Um, I don't know. It's weird. actually, I found out fun fact. So the iced coffee at McDonald's, I used to love that stuff, like the hazelnut flavor. And then I looked up the ingredient ingredients and it's, they put the same stuff in there that they put in what you have to drink for your colonoscopy. So if you feel like you gotta go to, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, you feel, if you have to go to the bathroom really quick after you drink a iced coffee, that's probably 
probably why. So McDonald's is my favorite uh, go-to like chain coffee. I is mean, really? I, used, okay. I used to love it. I'm yeah, just gonna say, is. I'm just gonna say for the record that even if Jesus himself, so in this case, Matt, if Matt Jesus comes to me and says, "Listen, no more Dunkin' coffee or bacon," I will, I will defy him because it, it, it does. I'm never giving up Dunkin' coffee or bacon. In fact, I, I've already figured out what my next segment is going to be. My next segment, next episode, I'm going to talk about why the Catholic Church should change communion from the wafers and wine to bacon and Dunkin' coffee, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, I would renounce the church if it was Dunkin' coffee. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> like Dunkin' coffee. Uh, Jay, I know from your recent post, you're a pumpkin spice fan, yes? Yes, sir. Oh, he is. If, listen, listen, to everyone out there, to all of our listeners, and thanks again for listening, to all of our friends, family, everyone, if drinking pumpkin spice in August is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> It's like Christmas. It just starts earlier and earlier every year, and I'm fine with that because I love Christmas, too. Listen, I'm a basic <laughs> bitch. I like my... I don't wear... Okay, I don't like Ugg boots. I think no hate against Ugg boots. I think they make your feet look huge, um, but that's just my opinion. I like my lace-up brown boots that I got $25 on Amazon, FYI, and I get my like little cardigan sh like sweater thing over my tank top, my jeans, and I got my pumpkin spice latte. I'm good to go. What about you, Matt? I've never had a taste for coffee. Really? Yeah. Okay. Distinctly remember an excursion with a girlfriend at the time to Starbucks. And uh, <laughs> she'd asked me to try the drink that she was interested in. And I'd tried it. And it was not to my liking. And she mm -hmm. suggested she another one. It. Well, uh, yes, that did happen. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so she had suggested a different one. I tried it, just wasn't my thing. And finally I said, I just want regular milk, which I thought would be fairly easy to get in a Starbucks. So I picked up the little <laughs> milk container. It was white, regular, yes. drank it. It was vanilla milk. It's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Jay, you posted a picture of yourself holding up a McCormick spice container of pumpkin spice. Yeah. How are you going to use that? That's you just put some of it in your your coffee. You actually use it for like pies and different types of foods and stuff you want to have pumpkin spice on, but you could put it in your drink because Melissa's like, why don't we save money and I'll get you like pumpkin spice creamer and pumpkin spice, mm -hmm. you know, the, the shaker of it. So it's probably you almost you wouldn't snort it ever. Well, I mean, is that wrong? What does dabble? <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to learn. Well, guys, we've just about reached that time. I think we need to launch into our game. Yes. Look at us doing good on time, too. <laughs> I'm very What's proud Tice going to do with himself? He, he's going to edit it, and it's going to be down to like a 20-minute episode. <laughs> Tice is going to find things to do, believe me. So are we going to play a theme for this? Uh, we're going to do the, 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 the Casanova theme. Yes. Here it is. Gonna have to reload. Ah. Sounds remarkably like the, the porn name game music. <laughs> well, now you will remember earlier I mentioned that uh, Judas is a true bass, right? Yeah. That's his voice. That's his voice. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Do we want to know how much that costs? Uh, Becca, it's not, not tasteful to talk about that. Right. Yeah. Talk about what? Yeah. Right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so the game we have lined up for today is Casanova. An old improv favorite. So uh, Matthew is our special guest. We're going to put you kind of at the center of this game. Uh, we're going to be the Casanovas, and you're going to be the object of the Casanovas' affection. And we're going to, as Casanovas, we're going to team up into pairs of two and try to woo you with pickup lines. <laughs> 
the the key to this game is that we're going to have to uh, try to do these pickup lines one word at a time, alternating between the two partners and working together creates something that's really going to get your attention and make you attractive. Absolutely. So what we're going to need from you, and I guess, Jay, since you and I are the old hands at this game, we'll yep. go first. Uh, what we need from you is a suggestion. <clears throat> yeah, like – what what really works is, is is trying to find mundane things, mundane objects, and, and turn them into the the naughtiest pickup lines that we can. And once we do all all, all three teams, so me and Tice, me and Becca, Becca and Tice, you'll choose which Casanova you're going to go home with, basically. Perfect. Um, so Tice, do you want me to get a suggestion from Matt? Yeah, get a. You're, you're the biggest pro at getting suggestions. So. Okay. Um, so Matt, you're you're going down. You're in the Harris Teeter. You're going down oh, aisle down. three. Uh, you reach up on the top shelf and you pull down a top shelf in aisle three of Harris Teeter. Yeah, a can opener. Can opener. Okay, that's okay. a good one. So so can right. opener. So Tice, do you want me to start or do you want me to start? I'll start. Go ahead. Hey Matt, let's take our can. And open our food and put it in our space. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's, the, that's the first one. <laughs> let's take our food and open it up in our space was that yeah, let, let's take our food and op open it and put it in our that space pretty sexy because yeah. i mean i love food so <laughs> we really sold it that is yeah. literally every interaction i've ever had with a harris teeter uh, <laughs> <laughs> with a harris them, teeter get that from the self-checkout well them exactly yes you know. <laughs> how would you like to, to thank you for checking your can opener yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Matt, you just saved that one. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Let so that marinate. Have to remember it again. Right. Right. Uh, so what about? Uh, let's have Jay Becca. Okay. Give it a shot. Okay. Okay. So for this, think of something that you would sell at a garage sale. Um, I would sell my one of my old toy keyboards. Okay. Oh, nice. Go on. Okay. Keyboard. So, Becca, I'll, I'll start. Okay. Yo. I. I. Like. To. Tinkle. My. <laughs> ivories. Or my fingers. <laughs> on. Your. Keyboard. All. Night. Long. Yeah. yeah. Great job, awesome. Becca. Great hey. work. Tinkle. <laughs> you tinkle the ivory. Are you tinkle tinkle the ivories? What, whatever. I, I think Matt probably has an issue with you peeing on his keyboard, but I mean, he could. Well, that could be a fetish. Hey, I don't know. Hey, some people <laughs> might like that. You don't know. We don't judge, but let's not shame. It's a free he's country. Selling the key Hashtag he's no judging. Yeah, he's selling the keyboard. He didn't care about it at that point. Right. That's true. true. That's true. Are we doing Tice Becca now? Tice Becca. Okay. So Matt, you've got the first two. So keep those keep those right. marinating. Absolutely. Um, I'll get the suggestion for the the Tice Becca Casanova. Um, so Matt, name something other than a body that you have in the trunk of your car. Other than a body. Right. I know it's tough. That really, I mean, yeah, there's not much room for anything else with the body in there. Um, uh, spare tire. Excellent. Okay. Becca, I'll let you begin. Okay. Hey. I noticed that you want Fill my space with air all night 
<laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem is Becca got really quiet and both Tyson are like, like, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah you got really no, quiet. No, no, no. I'm sure was it was very, nothing I you was... did, Becca. Tyson's like, what did she say? <laughs> just lost. I was guessing. Oh, good. And, and yeah, it was still. I know Becca, and I think she would have said, "No, tis." Yeah. Right. So, Matt, did you catch that last one? I did. I did. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, good. Good. All right. So, um, so now it's time for for Matt to choose. You've got the three Caf- Casanovas. You got. Uh, you just heard Becca Tice. You had mm-hmm. Jay Tice and Jay Becca. So, which Casanova are you going to go home with? Well, because of the use, partly because of the use of Tinkle, which was wonderful, and also partly because I believe it started close to the beginning was I, I, which is amazing. <laughs> um, in this I, particular I case, I'm going with Jay Becca. Yay! Yes. Yes. Really good. Home tonight. I, I, I. <laughs> Some excellent pickup lines, though. You guys Ooh, uh, have been practicing. You. Now, do we do we want to try another round? And Matt, do you want to try the game, or do you want to continue to be the object of affection? Um, I'll continue being the option, the object of affection Ooh. this time. Around. Okay, let's just let's do the same order. Okay. 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 All right. Becca, so, do you want to try to get a suggestion from Matthew? Yeah. See yes. how this goes. You got this, Becca. <laughs> it's gonna go terribly. I messed it up last time. Um, okay, so. You go to the cabinet in your kitchen, and what do you pull out usually? Like, what's one of the things you would typically pull out, Matt? Uh, glass. Glass, okay. Okay. Take it away, gentlemen. Clearly, you have a nice glass. (laughs) I want... To put it in my lips. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Processing. Perfect. Yes. Processing. Okay. Perfect. That's pretty sexy. That's sexy. Lips, put it in my lips. Okay, so who are we doing next, Tice? I think it's, uh, we're Jay Becca. Okay. It's Jay yes. Becca time. Okay, so Matthew, uh, what, 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 what? What's your favorite section of the grocery store? Ooh, that's a good question. Back at the Harris Teeter. <laughs> uh, the dessert section. Desserts. Desserts. Your suggestion is desserts. So, Becca, you want to start off this time? Sure. Okay, let's do it. Hello. Matthew. I would like to put my <laughs> um <laughs> carrot cake in your arms <laughs> and take a black stiff <laughs> and walk you your self help oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's not good. What happened? <laughs> I don't understand how you guys managed to capture so well every trip I take to Harris Teeters. Uh-huh. Like, Perfect. Oh, oh my god! Lord. I just, the, the, the fun part is is watching Becca's face. Because oh. <laughs> again, I, which it, you it, listeners are not going to get to enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, that was not where I was going at all. No. But it's just like with <laughs> d- with Doctor Know It All. There's no wrong answers. It's whatever comes into your head. Just That's right. That's true. That's right. So yeah. the pickup line was, "I want to put my carrot cake in your arms yes. and take a laxative." <laughs> now I, I kind of got lost in the woods somewhere around there. What happened after that? After that was uh, so I, I want to. 
something like take your carrot cake in my arms and my take arms. a laxative and walk to your self-help. Yeah. Walk to your self-help. And okay. at that what you point, have in the like, Harris Teeter. Customer yeah. service. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, self, yeah. the self-help is the self-checkout. That, that right. makes sense. That's kind of what I was... Yeah. You you ruined you've ruined uh, oh I can't talk you've ruined the carrot cake right mm. yeah it gets a little messy sometimes with desserts oh my right, god so now we got we got Becca Tice right yes. on okay. to Becca Tice okay so let's let's move away from the Harris Teeter yeah. um so so Matt let's talk about uh your your writing music for with your quill for between two butts okay. um. The first thing, the first word, the first lyric you write is. Hmm. <laughs> I haven't had to do lyrics for any of them yet. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Why did you do that? Then? Aside from <laughs> Judas's voiceover in the last one, I yeah. Um, uh, Why don't we say Judas? Do we want Judas to be the suggestion? <laughs> Let's have Judas be the suggestion. Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> Judas. I think he would appreciate if yeah. you pick up line around him. Right, exactly. Yeah, his legacy is uh, intact. So. Yep, okay. Okay. Jeremy. Hey. Matt. Betray. Me. Bye. A person. Uh, repeat. Person. Who is a biblical character and Where's a tunic that fits me perfectly and smells delicious. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, part of the fun was was Becca like it, it's like your audio. It would take it a, a second to come in while you were speaking a couple right. of times. Oh like, my bad! What? <laughs> I'm right by the router this time. <laughs> Literally right here. <laughs> Not yeah. that our listeners can see that, but right, right. <laughs> So well, now I guess it smells delicious because you've had that carrot cake in your arms. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, Matt, uh, so now you, you've got your choices again. Right. I think in this case, um, I mean, it's Sunday. Yes. We got to go with Judas. Yeah. Uh, so this time hey! around, it's Tyson Becca. That's hey! well, Once you guys said tunic, I'm like, that. that's a wrap. Tunic is really... Pretty, yeah. pretty excellent and yeah. betray and uh yeah becca's pretty good at coming up with these keywords as well and remembering notice coming up in one of the old, other rounds and yeah Aww, you guys have a knack for these thank you you've got this improv thing down oh. Try. <laughs> well, well guys i think that's a wrap right we can uh any uh any closing thoughts before we go we'll start with tice well what am i gonna do i'm gonna fix myself some lunch i'm gonna try to get to the gym I'm probably going to start editing this episode, but I might not need to take very long with that. That's right. <laughs> snaps, snaps to us. It took having Matt on the show, the yes. the third butt to uh, have a shorter, <laughs> shorter episode <laughs> uncut. Uh, Becca, closing thoughts. Um, I'm going to eat food. That seems to be norm after we're done. And then I'm going to watch Netflix all day. <gasps> I'm so yes. excited. Watch Cobra Kai. See, I, I have so, like I said, I have so many other ones, but it is on my list. Consider that the equivalent of you telling me to watch The Boys. I have watched The Boys. I know, and I'm so proud of you. And now it's time for you to watch Cobra Kai seasons one and two in anticipation of season three because it's awesome. 
At least now it's on Netflix now. Right, exactly. Uh, Matthew Scarborough, thanks again for being our first official guest. Closing thoughts? Uh, well, given what I have learned on this episode of the podcast, uh, as it turns out, these gallstones that I'm selling on eBay may be your twos, and which in case in which case will I'll be able to uh, rack it up, uh, ratchet up the profit considerably, which is great. Ooh, so, exactly. Uh, I'm in the money. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, copyright. Oh God. Oh no. God. Oh, wait, you have to that cut was that. Like two seconds. I think you're good. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, you're gonna have no. to cut that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna have to edit. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, and uh, my closing thought is I, I am super excited about the uh, the Great Gallbladder Caper prequel musical, Butthurt the Musical, and Butthurt 2 in space. I think it's going to be a hit trilogy that's mm. going to make all of us superstars. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, and uh, for all of our listeners out there, I, I'm just super excited. Thank you so much for continuing to check out our podcast, not just friends and family. We actually have people we don't know checking us out from – Across the U.S., Canada, um, Germany, um, France, Japan. I mean, so we, we've got listeners in, in different parts of the U.S. as well. It's just been phenomenal. Thank you so much for continuing to check us out. Check us out on Facebook. Remember, on Facebook, it's the number two between two butts. On Twitter, it's the two spelled out between two butts. And all of the, uh, the normal podcasts platforms we are on so once again i've been jay tilly with me as always is becca harney and tice rust or i've got to do it tice or if you're really daring tice rust and once again our special guest our composer matthew scarborough snaps thank you we'll see you next time bye bye Peace out, bitches. <laughs> butts, 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 butts.